0: the world. The time is now, the journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, gorgeous listeners. Welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I am still Laid up with a fractured ankle. Thank you for those of you who have been um, just lovingly, really delightfully checking in. Um, I know that a lot of you have even just been sending love. I'm actually receiving a lot of those messages <laughs> from from the network. People who've been saying, oh, this person is worried about you and sending love to you and I'm passing on the message. So thank you so much. I, f- I feel really nurtured. I feel really looked after. I feel um, just genuinely loved This has been a difficult physical experience to be in, um, but a profoundly opening and healing and integrating energetic and emotional experience. So for now, I'm still recording this one sitting from my bed, which is very exciting. I feel like that's very manifesto style to just sit on your bed with your leg up on a pillow and record a podcast episode into your phone. So (laughs) here's to living life as the manifester and really embracing being the non-sacral beings that we are. Um, I am not sure as yet when I will be back up and going. I still have about two and a half more weeks before I can start learning to walk again. But then I have several months of intensive rehabilitation physiotherapy to get that walking underway. So I doubt that I will be back to quote unquote normal. Until uh, at least the end of the year, maybe going into January. However, I am really just following my energy to create what I want to create. To do, I mean, a solid ninety-five percent resting over here, guys. It's pretty much all it looks like. It's just the the um <laughs> very non-glorious rest. <laughs> just rest, 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 rest. And I am really learning. If I didn't already know it, I'm very much deepening my study around how transformational rest can be, this really radical place of rest for a manifesto, how much transformation that actually creates and um, the level of power that it brings to our ability to be initiators. I'm really finding that the things that I do initiate have so much more behind them. They have so much more power behind them, even though I'm very deeply in an intensive rest period, like physically down in an intensive rest period. So I'm not experiencing creative urges. I certainly have not been up in a creative cycle. Um, I'm using my initiating energy in a very kind of um, sampling way, you know, not spreading it all over the place in the ways that I used to. So it's it's been beautiful. And I know that at some point I will get as a classic line six, I will get kind of an overview of clarity about what this whole journey was about and the lessons that it taught me. And I'll bring you some content on that when I get there. But for now, I'm I'm line sixing it in the thick of it. I'm, I'm in the middle of it. And um, for all of my fellow line sixes out there, you will know that we don't really get our objectivity and our wisdom until we are out of the experience. So hold on to your hats for that. Uh, today's episode is a bit of a carry on. So we had an episode two weeks ago, uh, which was the Manifest to Manifest a Breakdown. And then we had a beautiful podcast uh, episode from our co-host Taylor. I love that you guys listen to those episodes. I love Taylor's insights and perspectives on things. I think it brings such a beautiful voice to the community. Um, and I wanted to follow on from that last podcast episode that I recorded for you, because there's more to be said. There's another element to that conversation that needs to be brought across. For those of you who have not listened to that episode, I really encourage you to go back and do it because it's going to make this podcast episode make a whole lot more sense. But for those of you who just want like the synopsis, you want to skip and just get the overview. Essentially, what I was talking about in the Manifesto Manifesto Breakdown episode was the ways in which manifestors are forcing other manifestors to be in a conditioned state. The way that we want other manifestors to be the manifestor But to be like a generator, because that is a reflection of our own deeply internalized social conditioning. And I encourage the listeners to look at all of the ways that that might be showing up, not only with how they relate to themselves, but how they relate to other manifestors in their lives. And this even stretches to if you don't have manifestors in your physical life, which is very true for a number of people in this community. What about the manifestors that you interact with on social media? Because if you are listening to my content or following my content in any way, you are interacting with a whole bunch of manifestors. So I just encourage people to start paying attention to the ways in which that that internalized conditioning to be a generator, to be a sacral being might be showing up in the way that they look at and have expectations from other manifestors. And I'm really curious about how that all eventuated for you? You know, what materialized, what was illuminated for you as you went through that process? But as I said, I felt that there was more conversation to be had. And I've sat on this for a couple of weeks now and really just let it settle within me, just move through me. And the reason that I sat on it and not recorded it immediately, uh, you know, waited until now to record it, is because I wanted to really ensure within myself that this was not coming from a place of reactivity. Because I believe that that's how some people are going to perceive it. So I can't stop you from perceiving things the way that you're going to perceive things. But I want to put this caveat in place before we even get into any of the content on this podcast episode. I am not reacting. This podcast episode is not in reaction to anything that is currently happening in our business or in my personal life or any single or or even series of interactions that I've had. This is very much me being in a, a strangely unique position. I believe I am the only person in the world at this stage that is in this position where I get to be at the helm in this kind of overseer like bird's eye view of tens of thousands of manifestors all interacting together and this is not just on our Instagram page this is throughout all of our programs through um, this podcast listenership through the number of people that I interact with when I go into guest teaching programs and guest podcasting for other people I am surrounded globally by manifestors interacting with me and interacting with each other. And as a line six, I have the ability to sit on that roof and watch and observe. Anybody who has ever known a line six knows that one of our favorite things to do is people watch. We love it. We love people watching. We're so curious about human behavior and, and why people are doing what they're doing and, and what it speaks to and what it shows and what wisdom is available. So, from that position, because I've also been in this for several years now. This affords me the opportunity and the privilege and the insight to see things that most of you don't get the opportunity to see because you're not in that position. Just the same as for any of you out there who run your own business and and specialize in the area that you specialize in, I don't have the insight and the wisdom about that. You do because you are the one who is in that position, who sees all of those interactions, who sees all of those responses and engagements and experiences and feels all of the emotional feedback and you know what it is that you're seeing. You have wisdom and insight about that. That's the position that I'm coming from here as the person who is able to exist in this very strange, large manifest bubble over here. I get to see things that most people don't. And that's why every now and then I will bring to you content on, hey, this is what I'm seeing. And I know that you haven't seen it, but in large part, I need you to trust me on this. I need to use some of that trust and some of that credibility that I have stockpiled up by being this person who has helped you with this and taught you and given you opportunities for growth and has loved on you and supported you. I need to use some of that trust credibility now and ask you to trust me that what I'm seeing is actually what is happening because I have been observing it for quite some time. Okay. Enough of a caveat. Enough. So, Today, we're going to talk about the nice manifesto, the nice manifesto. This could go so many different ways because um, I've created bits and pieces of content before on like, uh, you know, being the nice manifester and this aspect of manifestors becoming people pleasers and, and starting to be very submissive to other people. There's definitely a trauma link in there for us as manifestors. And again, there's like so many different pathways that, that we could go down to discuss this. And I encourage you to explore whatever comes up for you when I say the nice manifester. But the aspect that I want to speak about today is the way that manifestors are expected to use their initiating energy, but particularly the way that other manifestors expect you to do it. Okay, so we're still carrying on with this sort of manifestor to manifestor relationship. What is going on in the manifestor to manifestor relationship that we need to be having a look at if we're really going to progress forward and heal as a collective of manifestors? So, Taking this back to the beginning stages, manifestors are the initiating energy type. We are sort of the the purest role of the initiator. That does not mean that no other energy type can initiate. They absolutely can. Absolutely. All of the energy types can initiate. They can all create. They can all commence. And they all do it in their own beautifully unique way. It's just that manifestors do it in its kind of purest, most... um, Oh, sacred energetic form. The way that manifestors initiate is that we take it from that otherworldly place. We have that tapped in energetic connection to the divine, to source, to 5D, to the universe, to God, to insert your own terminology here. Whatever it is that you connect to, that sense of oneness, that sense of source energy. That is what manifestors are connected into. And that is the place that we initiate from. And in fact, initiating from that place is the sum total of our role. That is what we do. That's, that's why we're like the purest initiators, because that's what we're here to do. That's We put our body and our nervous systems and our emotions and our, our physicality on the line for that. Our lives are dedicated to the initiation of what comes through from that divine energetic source connection. This aspect of ourselves as manifestors, this natural role that we play, this thing that we were born for. I mean, if we're going to talk about like having a mission or having a purpose, like that is it for manifestors. (laughs) Like our mission, our purpose is to initiate. It's to, to maintain that connection with the divine and then to initiate from that place in full Trust and in full depth every single time it comes through. But when we add that initiator role to the fact that we also have this quote unquote closed aura, really, I mean, we've shared some content on this recently. I hope you've seen it about um, how the, the manifesto aura is not actually closed, it's dense and it's protective. So the manifesto aura is like a really heavy curtain. It's really heavy. It's protective. It's magnetic. So one end of the magnet magnetizes and the other end of the magnet repels, right? One pulls in, one pushes out. Um, And that makes it seem closed from the outside. So that's where we get this closed terminology that to other people and, and to an extent, even us as manifestors, we feel the energy is closed because it's hard to move through If you think about those like really heavy theater curtains that go across the stage, trying to push through those curtains, like you can't naturally see through those curtains. It's an effort to push through them. You can't naturally kind of lift them up and and move under them and move around them. They're heavy and they're dense and they're protective. Those stage curtains are there to protect you from seeing and, and interacting with what's on the other side. So the manifest aura is very much like that. This closed auric quality that we have in combination with our initiator role this pure form of i am just here to initiate new things i am just here to have this connection to the divine that most people don't have that 91% 91 odd percent of the population does not have and to bring new things from that space what this creates is an experience on the outside of other people receiving this from a manifestor that that it's unpredictable and that it's kind of threatening. And I personally don't love using that terminology around manifestors. I mean, a lot of my agenda in, in teaching in the manifestor community has been about, um, you know, bringing a lot of love and bringing a lot of expansion and and self-ownership and permission and acceptance to our manifest energy. And so I don't love using those terms like repellent, enclosed and unpredictable and threatening, because I just think that that's very reminiscent of this kind of old way of viewing manifestors. However, in this context, it's, it's necessary to use that language because we're talking about the experience of other people. Think about yourself as a manifestor, as being like a really large truck barreling down a highway, a freeway for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere, (laughs) You're barreling down that freeway. You are so big. You are so loud. Sometimes you're making a lot of noise. Sometimes you're not making a lot of noise. But what happens is that people around you Notice that truck, the other cars notice that truck, the wildlife notices that truck, even the wind sort of parts for that truck because the truck is big and the truck is saying, I am coming, I am moving through, and I am pushing whatever is not going to be here, whatever is not meant to be here. I'm pushing that all out of the way. Otherwise, it's going to get hit, it's going to get struck. Now, imagine being perhaps a driver in another car coming the other way down that freeway. And the truck, the manifesto truck is invisible and it's silent. So the driver of that other car doesn't even notice that they are up in that truck space until they hit it, until they kind of hit the wall of energy that moves around that truck. All of a sudden, they are jolted they are really, really kind of um, almost attacked, right? It's this sense of, oh my gosh, that's terrifying. I didn't I didn't see that thing there. And I don't know what it's going to do. And I don't know if it's going to stick in its lane. And is it going to hurt me? And what's it going to do here? And you make an impulse decision. That driver of that car makes an impulse decision of what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to, maybe I'm going to veer out of the way, or maybe I'm going to squeeze my eyes tight and just keep driving past. Or maybe I'm going to smile because I know, oh, I love trucks. You know, my father used to drive trucks. Right, so I'm just going to keep driving past it. The manifestor is the truck. The other energy types are the cars around on the road, or they are the birds, or they are the wind. They are the things being affected by the manifestor energy. But we do it somewhat invisibly. We do it because of that closed aura. People don't see us coming. And if we are not informing, then people are not even hearing us coming either. When you have an energy type as the manifestor that is designed to catalyze, it is designed to wake up, to turn the light switch on, to begin, to commence, to start, to spark the flame in every single space that you are ever going in your life at any given moment. That is what your energy is doing to everybody around you, regardless of whether or not you can see the effects of it. That's actually what you're doing. You're not even intending to. That's what your energy is doing for you. But you do it with a closed aura. So people don't see you coming. One of the best descriptions that I ever heard early on about manifestors, and I, I can't quite place exactly where I heard this from, but I think it might've been from Eden Carpenter, where she was saying that the manifestor energy is like everybody of all of the other energy types standing in a room in the darkness. They're just hanging out in a room in the dark, not really knowing you know where to go or, or what to do or what direction to move or how to, how to do anything. And the manifestor comes along, walks down the hallway outside that room, silently opens the door and just reaches their hand in and turns the light on and then walks away. That's, that's the manifestor energy. And I think that that's such an apt description for what we are talking about here. This is why your energy as a manifestor is seen as threatening, is seen as unpredictable because you start things in other people. You start things in their energy, whether you're intentionally doing it or not. You start things in other people. You start it in their bodies. You activate their trauma. You activate the parts of healing that they need to look at. You activate them into movement, into action, into new directions. I mean, if you've ever seen a manifesto deliberately initiating someone, you'll know how powerful it is. When we put our consciousness and our force behind it, like things are moving. People are moving. It is going to happen. The experience of what that must be like for other people not knowing that we're coming and if we're not informing, not even hearing that we're coming or knowing what it is that we're doing is tough. That's tough. And people have a reaction to that. People have a reaction. They have a, they have a jolt. They get, they get scared. They get an activation. They get a, whoa, like I didn't, wow, <laughs> I didn't realize that was coming in my life. I didn't realize this was the direction that I was going to be forced into. You know, this, this wind just like pushed me off the road and pushed me onto a completely different road. I don't know how I feel about that. What this has created for manifestors coming, you know, bring it back to the manifestor perspective, is that we have really, really learned as manifestors to soften the blow of our initiating by being really, really nice. <laughs> really, really, really lovely, really sweet, really nice, really positive and friendly and gentle. This is especially relevant for female manifestors. I've got to say, as though this might be a little bit tough to hear, but I have found that male manifestors don't hold so much of this repressive quality and, in fact, are quite reactive. So I have found that male manifestors tend to do this sort of like eviscerating initiation of other people this is n- not by any means like true of every single male manifestor. i've known a lot of male manifestors who who definitely work in this kind of softness niceness gentleness but i, I it's probably 50/50 amongst the male manifestors that i know some are just brutal in the way that they initiate so your experience is going to be very dependent on um, your your gender role or the gender that you identify with, especially in, how, in terms of how that's perceived in the world around you, the family that you came from, the culture that you've been in, any of these things. Okay, this softness in manifestors, it tends to come across with, okay, I've got this thing that I know I'm delivering. I've got this, you know, these words that I know I need to say or this content that I know I need to create or this project that I know I really want to do. And I can see the full scope of it dialed up to 11. But what I'm going to do is that I'm going to dial it back to 7 or 6. And then I'm going to present it to people. So that it's a little easier. It's a little more palatable. That way, people won't get in my way. People won't react. People maybe might not notice me. For so many years, I used to use the phrase in my, my work, in my jobs, of like, I'm just flying under the radar. <laughs> Flying under the radar. As if a manifestor could ever fly under any radar. We are the radar. Like we are <laughs> we're the fighter jets. Like we cannot fly under any radar. But this is really, really part of our human experience of, of being manifestors. Is this like I'm going to quieten myself. I'm going to soften myself. I'm going to make what I present more gentle. I'm going to be really nice about it. I'm going to be really, really nice about it so that people don't get upset and I get to do what I want. The thing is though, that as we reconnect to our initiating power, as we move through our healing journey as manifestors, where we reconnect further and further into our own power as initiators, and we get more and more into the purity of that experience of, I am, I am not here. To be anything other than an initiator, I am here to very, very boldly honor my rest cycles, to very, very boldly trust my creative urges, to follow those, to pursue those. I inform where I need to inform, but like I am a freight train and I will be moving in the direction that my energy moves me because I know that that is right. This is manifester sovereignty. Sovereignty. When we embrace our own autonomy, when we embrace our initiating power and we really journey deep into a healing relationship with that, that initiating power that we own, the niceness starts to leave. The niceness starts to drip away because the niceness is not compatible with a manifester standing in their power. You can't be a manifester really, you know, in connection to your, your full expansive expressive power and be dialing it back down. For others, that's a limited manifester. That's a wounded manifester. That's not a manifester in a healed relationship with their own power. So, what we see is that that niceness starts to go away. Manifestors stop being people pleasing. Um, manifestors stop being so submissive. Manifestors stop having so much gentleness and so much softness in the way that they approach things. Manifestors become more direct, more blunt, more bold, more unapologetic. And this gets a reaction. It gets a reaction. I know that there are so many of you out there right now, like nodding, like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> like, we know, we know, those of us who have, have begun down this pathway, we know that when you start to shift out of the nice manifester and you start to step into the owned, sovereign, autonomous manifester, it gets a reaction from people and often from the most surprising places. Because people want you to be the initiator, even even in these kind of human design spaces where people have all this same language that we're sharing and speaking with each other. of, Oh, manifestors are the trailblazers and you're the visionaries and you're so bold and you're independent and you go ahead and blaze that trail and be an initiator and be independent. Oh, but do it nicely. Do it nicely. That's right. I want you to be yourself. I want you to be healed. I want you to be whole. I want you to be happy. I want you to be peaceful, but do it nicely do it nicely. Do it in a way that doesn't make me feel uncomfortable, even though that's exactly what your energy is meant to do. It's meant to show me the places that I'm uncomfortable so I'm catalyzed into healing those, so I can't avoid them, so I can't deny them, so that they are purged up and through me so that I can heal them and integrate them and move further into my own journey so that I can be catalyzed further down the track because in fact as humans we don't change until the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change so manifestors are here to catalyze people into all types of change into leaving the jobs that are toxic for them into leaving the relationships that are breaking them down into taking the wild adventures into pursuing all of the possibilities into radically changing their lives not just into personal healing and self-growth. No, no, no. Manifestors catalyze people into everything because what we're here to do, our energy is here to initiate all the things that need to be changed. It kind of comes in like a fairy godmother, sprinkles that initiation dust around and says, okay, whatever needs to be changed is now going to be illuminated. Remember, people are sitting in the dark room. The manifesto comes along, just sticks their hand in and turns the light on. Woo, now you see it, don't you? Now you see where it is that you need to be going. Now you see what it is that's stopping you from leaving that dark room. This is exactly what the manifesto energy is designed to do. But it's so challenging for other people to receive that when they didn't invite it and didn't ask for it and didn't expect it and it was unpredictable that it gets perceived as a threat. So the response that we often receive when a manifestor starts to step into this ownership place and starts to move away from being the nice, soft, gentle manifester is that we even, even in the nicest of ways, we get this expression of why are you angry? Are you okay? Like what's going on with you? Or we get people saying you're being too aggressive. I don't like this. You're, you're being too, too blunt. You're too much like this. I don't, I don't like it. I'm going to walk away. I have seen this so much throughout three years of running the manifesto community online. I mean, specifically like running it on, on Instagram, the ability to see these patterns play out time and time and time and time again is nothing short of remarkable. And it's really come so much to my attention again in the last four to five months. I've really seen this pattern start to ramp up and, and play out with more illumination in front of me over the last four to five months. And I will say that these days, I'm not really on social media. Um, you might see that there are periods of time where I take over the social media for, you know, a month to six weeks. Um, I do that about once a year. But the rest of the time, we actually have a staff member. Running social media, who is also a manifesto. We always have a manifester at the helm, but um, I'm generally not engaging in social media. I'm I'm not creating live content. Um, I'm I'm not there responding to people. I'm not reading messages. I'm not engaging in whatever conversations are going on. And I do that so that I can remain objective. I do that so that I can remain kind of distanced and away. And because this is so much part of my energy is to be able to recognize patterns and rhythms. It's so important to me. It's so grounding and and of so much purpose to me to be able to identify patterns and rhythms. And I find that the only way that I can do that is from an objective distance. So when I say that I've been noticing this illuminating more and more and more on, on Instagram in particular lately over the last several months, is like, I mean, I'm looking at these patterns from a broad level. Like I'm not just engaging in one conversation on one post and going, oh, well, like there's the pattern. No, 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 no. Like I, you know, every couple of weeks I go in and I glance over, I look over the posts and I look over the comments and I, I see some of the DMs and I'm, you know, hearing the, the feedback and stuff that we're getting from other places. I'm seeing the patterns and piecing it all together. But the curious thing is like over the last... Uh, four to five months, we've started integrating more like direct informing content. I've deliberately played with that. I've deliberately started creating just tiny pockets of content that are not so nice, not so soft, not so gentle. They are still very meaningful pieces of content. They're definitely pieces that are about leading by example. Um, a lot of them are about informing very, very clearly, decisively, directly, straightforward informing and I've started to integrate some of these pieces of content into our regular content mind you I don't plan it out so the way that we do content here at the manifesto community is that I bulk create content for probably every three to four months whenever I am in a creative energy I bulk create content I dump it all into a google doc And then my staff members actually go through that and they pick the content and they schedule it at least a month in advance, at least, if not longer. We have a very structured, scheduled, systematized way of doing content around here. So everything is in advance. Nothing is in response. Um, It all comes from that kind of pure, like, You know, creative download space. Um, I'm not even in control of like when that gets shared. I don't create any of the graphics. I'm not following any of that. Um, And then we also recycle content. So we go back through the top performing posts over the last three months and we recycle a handful of those every month or two. So Again, this is just part of online business that we don't always need to be creating new content, but we start to see like, where is the content that people are like really vibing with and how can we, we bring that back in a new way that still helps people to gain something from it. This means though that, I mean, we, we create a lot of content, right? We have at least 60 Instagram posts per month at least 60 Instagram posts. And I know that that seems like a lot, please. I mean, if you're sitting out there like freaking out, thinking that you need to create 60 Instagram posts per month, please don't, please, please, please don't. I know a lot of manifestors who are out there creating way less than that. Manifestors out there who are, you know, have built their following and and they're creating like, you know, one to two posts a month. And, and, you know, that's it. Um, I'm not saying that as a manifestor, you need to create a volume of content like that. I'm saying that works for us. I'm saying that works with the way that my energy moves, the way that I create, the way that my team schedules, the way that we recycle content. Like this just works for us. Yeah. But out of those 60 posts per month, probably one to two of them have been these direct informing posts, one or two out of 60. That's like about 2%, 2% of the content that means that 98% of the content is still, it's either gentle, it's either like deep teaching in a very like loving, supportive, deep way, or it's funny. It's humor content, right? So all of that is sort of like light. It's insightful. It's useful, but it's light and it's loving and it's encouraging and it's positive. And then we've got this like 2% of content that is more direct and straightforward and and not necessarily abrasive. It's just very abrupt, Right. Curiously, every single one of these posts, every single one of these posts, we get these two polarized responses. Whenever we do these direct posts, we get two polarized responses. We get people who are like, I am so lit up by this. Like, this is amazing. This is brilliant. Like, this is a manifesto in their power. And then we get a whole bunch of people saying, Oh, like I don't like this. This is this is aggressive. Like, oh, I've noticed this from you late that you're being aggressive. You're being demanding. You're laying out a whole bunch of dos and don'ts. Like, I don't like the tone of this. Mm, mm, mm. And so I'm not going to follow you. Or I don't. This is not the way that manifestors act. Or even in people, you know, trying to be sweet about it, doing the like, I, I'm worried about you. Why are you angry? What's, people even go to the point of saying, like, what's going on in your personal life? Are you okay? Like, let me be clear, guys, not in any sort of like, uh, you know, aggressive or confrontational way. You don't know what's happening in my personal life. You don't. And that's very deliberate, right? I don't, I don't share much of my personal life. There are bits of information that I might share with you every now and then, like, oh, hey, I've got a fractured ankle at the moment. Like, I'm in recovery. You know that about my personal life. You don't know the vast volume of everything else that goes on in my personal life. My marriage, my children, um, my relationships, the hobbies that I do, the way that I spend my time, the the personal things that I'm journeying through in my own my own personal growth journey. I don't share that with you. So I, I'm not an individual that is on Instagram kind of blazingly like, Ooh, sharing everything about my personal life. So that's a really curious response to me that people say like, wow, there must be really something going on for you. Is there? <laughs> is there? There is nothing going on for me that is creating this. I'm just being in my initiator energy. I'm just putting down the nice manifesto role for a little while and seeing, seeing where you guys sit with it. And what I've seen is that, you know, as we've kind of progressed socially, especially with more and more people picking up this language of human design and more and more people starting to understand how differently we operate and, and really starting to try to come into a place of harmony and collaboration and um, compassion with each other, is that a lot of people of other energy types have stopped placing this expectation on manifestors i'm not saying it's across the board i'm saying in the human design community a lot of this is starting to dissipate from other energy types i know a ton of us are still receiving it like in our normal lives you know with people who don't necessarily understand us as manifestors or with that language we're still receiving a lot of that pressure to like be nice be nice be the nice manifestor right but i'm finding that a lot of other energy types in the human design space are not doing it anymore you know a lot of them are kind of like eh, Like, let the manifestor do what the manifestor is going to do. But manifestors are still doing it to each other. Manifestors are now doing this more to each other than any other energy type is. Again, this, this projection of our own internalized conditioning. This is because it's really directly confronting to us just the same way that it's directly confronting to other people to receive that manifesto energy and be catalyzed by it when they didn't invite it and, and they weren't expecting it. A manifester who is struggling with their own relational connection to their sense of initiating power, viewing another manifesto expressing from that place is directly confronting. It's directly confronting to exactly what you have not healed in your own relationship with your initiating power. And so, of course, what we're doing to each other is saying like, hold up, hold up, like go, no, 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 go, go back to being the nice manifester, go back to being the nice one, go back to being that, that person that just leads with your manifester energy in, in a non-confrontational way, in a non-direct way, like can't, can't you soften the edges a little bit, can't you make it more positive, I like it when you do the nice content, I like it when you do the gentle content. I don't like it when you do the direct fiery content. Mm -hmm, We don't like that. Now, this is not me complaining about social media. Like I said, I'm actually not on social media. It doesn't really feature much in my life, and that's by deliberate choice. This is about the observation of a broad pattern overview. This is from so many more interactions than just what I'm seeing on Instagram. I see this play out in so many more like one-on-one or intimate interactions as well. And, you know, even most recently, those of you who've been following the content for a while will know that there was a period of time at the beginning of this year where I actually went back to work, Follow this creative urge to go back to work. I went back into the hospitality industry. I was working at this like new local restaurant that had opened and I mean, I went in Fully knowing myself as a manifester. This time around, I was like, mm, I'm going into a workplace knowing this language, knowing myself, being so much more connected to my initiating energy. I know that I need to inform. Like I know my energy cycles, like <laughs> I've got this. So I went in informing. I did. I went in informing. But I, I'm telling you, I was nice informing right? I was definitely being the nice manifester. Like I was being the soft one. I was being gentle. I was again, that old narrative of like fly under the radar came up. I was like, I'm just here to help out, to just share some of my initiating energy around. That's what I'm doing. I'm being nice. I'm being soft. I'm being gentle. I'm being unthreatening. Look at me. I'm no threat. I'm no threat at all. But by about four months into the job, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who by that stage was working with me, who is an MG, um, who has an ego connection directly to their throat. So this person expresses very bluntly, right? And we were having a conversation about the workplace. And I was informing, but I was not being the nice manifester about it. I was not being rude I was not at all being rude. I was not being um, aggressive. I was not being derogatory. I was not being mean. I was just being direct, being very direct, saying, okay, well, this is what I've observed and this is what I think it means, right? That conversation was overheard and I got fired. So this experience and, and the feedback that came, I mean, just to add further to that, the feedback that came through that experience was, and I quote, I quote, We don't know what Holly's agenda is now. (laughs) What agenda? I didn't have an agenda. This, this is the reflection of the, oh, we we love you being the nice manifesto. You can come and you can initiate in the nice manifesto way, flying under the radar, keeping it quiet, keeping it soft, just bringing the positivity, letting us all use your initiating energy and letting us all use your inside and like taking these nice little bite-sized pieces where we can be catalyzed and, mm, isn't it delicious? I love being around this person. It's so expansive. But then when the manifesto drops the niceness, and says okay well here's my informing and here's my initiating energy and it, it it's now just direct right it's still loving it's still supportive it's still expansive it's still very real and very insightful but it's just direct yeah i'm not being mean to you i'm not being aggressive i'm just i'm just being sovereign then it's perceived as a threat it's perceived as a threat what's the agenda what's the agenda what are you all about? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to get? We have to try to control you. And the reality is, guys, that the manifestor energy is actually not soft. There is nothing about the manifestor energy that is soft. Even our peace, so our signature theme in alignment, the peace, the oh, the lovely peace. It's not soft. It's not soft peace, it's big, it's bold, it's full of possibilities, it's full of expansiveness and fire. Our peace is like I can take on the world if I wanted to and do anything I wanted with it. That is our state of peace. It is calm. Yes, it's not frenetic, it's calm. It's not chaotic, it's calm. But it's certainly not soft. Other energy types are soft. Right The projectors so beautifully soft, the reflectors so beautifully soft. In a lot of ways even the generators can be soft. When they're in that like sunshine vibrancy state, it can be quite soft and quite warm and quite lovely and gentle. Nothing about the manifesto energy is designed in any way to be nice. Nothing about us is designed to be nice. Our energetic aura is not designed to be nice. Our initiating role is not designed to be nice. Our energy cycles are not designed to be nice. Our informing is not designed to be nice. Nothing about us is designed to be nice. It's not designed to be palatable. It's not designed to be soft. What it is designed to be is catalytic, it's designed to be initiating. So, what we're seeing here in this reactivity to the manifest is dropping the niceness is that we're seeing like the rattling of the cage that we've been put in. We're seeing this friction, this conflict, this friction, right? This movement, this discomfort that is so necessary as the step before an old outdated skin is shed. Skin doesn't shed without friction, Friction comes first. Remember, we do not change until the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change. We have to go through this experience where it's uncomfortable, where the cage is rattling, where the friction is in place, where the conflict is happening, where the cognitive dissonance is suddenly at play, right? Where the reactivity is kind of like, oh, that's a bit confronting. We have to go through that experience before the change occurs, before that old outdated nice manifestor skin is actually shed from us and we can truly move collectively as manifestors into being wholly and solely in in good relationship with our initiating power so this pattern that is here this like manifestors being put out by other manifestors manifestors finding um, another manifestor in their initiating energy being a bit too direct, a bit too aggressive, a bit too straightforward, this pattern is telling us to transform. It's not telling us to judge. It's not telling us to criticize. It's not telling us to, to force each other back into the nice manifesto box. It's telling us to transform. And here is the really, really, really important part of this message. And I have repeated this so many times over in so many different places. I really want you to hear it. Manifestors must lead our own way on this. We must lead our own way because who else is leading the manifester but the manifester? Manifestors initiate themselves. Manifestors initiate each other. We are the leaders of our own movement. We are the leaders of our own growth. And this starts with how we interact with each other. If we as manifestors cannot allow ourselves to be catalyzed by another manifestor dropping the niceness, then we're not growing. We're not moving. We are not deepening our relationship with our own power. This is where we need to start. It begins with the way that we interact with each other. Then we initiate and we set the example for how we want everybody else to interact with us. But we can't sit up here on our, our like lofty manifesto chairs, our thrones, and say like, Well, all of these people, like, they never let me drop the niceness. They always make me, you know, be the gentle manifestor. They don't accept me in my own power. Cool. Are you accepting other manifestors in their power? No, are you really? Are you really accepting other manifestors in their power? Or are you getting confronted by that? Are you getting initiated by that? Are you not enjoying that they came in and turned the light switch on for you and made you see what's going on in your own relationship to your own power? And so you're judging them for it. And you're criticizing them and you're trying to shred them and bring them down and make it more comfortable for yourself. So here's a challenge I mean I so rarely give you guys like (laughs) anything direct to do because I hate telling manifestors what to do this is an optional challenge optional challenge for anybody wanting to deepen further into this concept the challenge for those of you who choose to accept it is to go to a manifestors content on social media and in a minute I'm going to list a whole bunch of people that you can go to that are manifestors but go to the content of an of a manifestor and engage with it. See what challenges you. Go to a post that kind of makes you like like react a bit, right? Go to something that triggers you a little. Go to something that makes you feel some sort of way within yourself. Take that before you respond, before you do anything. Just take that and investigate it and reflect on it within yourself, What is this bringing up within me? What is this triggering in me? What is this illuminating in me in regards to the way I view my relationship with my own initiating power as a manifester? Why does this make me uncomfortable? Do that work. Do that for as long as it takes. It might be, you know, one journal session. It might be days and days of of like breath work. You might want to do somatic stuff. You might want to talk this over with someone else. Do the work. For as long as that takes. And then for bonus points, go back to that piece of content and inform that manifester of their good impact on you. Don't go back and inform negatively. Don't you go back because informing negatively ain't informing. It's just criticizing and judging guys. So go back and inform them of the good impact they have had. Oh my gosh, this piece of content that you wrote, you know, it really. It really made me feel some kind of way. And then I went away and I I worked on it. And this is what illuminated for me. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. You activated something in me. Go back and inform them of the good impact that they've had. Because honestly, guys, I mean, manifestors out there, especially in this like, you know, spiritual, personal development space, they're not out there to try and get you, right? No, no manifestor is working in this space as a healer or a teacher or an advocate you know, trying to bring any form of like ill will your way. They're not trying to trigger you. They're not trying to hurt you. They are being themselves. They are taking their own journey of getting closer and closer in intimate, good, healthy relationship with their own initiating power. And that's coming through in the the depth and the power of which they are able to initiate you through something as simple as social media. It's all for your good. It is all for your good. Okay, so some accounts that you can go and have a look at. Of course, the Manifestor community, obviously. Come and interact with any of our content. Um, Peter Kelly, who I believe is at Peter Jean Kelly. She's an Australian Manifestor, incredibly powerful woman. Um, Denise Duffield Thomas, also an Australian, works in the money manifestation space. Brilliant Manifestor to follow. Marie Folio, also a really big Manifestor. Gala Darling, um, the Astro Medium, he's an ego manifester. I love, love, love the Astro Medium's content. This is Christopher Kerhart, which is Caitlin Kerhart. She's been on the podcast a couple of times before, as has Christopher. Um, Kerhart works in uh, numerology and astrology. She's definitely been pr- producing some really like cool, fiery content lately. Ungarad Sage is a New Zealand manifestor. Cool content to get up and involved in. Um, there's a page called Manifestor Leaders. Now, this is Adeline, who has been doing work in the Manifestor space for several years. She started a new account called Manifestor Leaders. Totally different kind of take on the Manifestor experience than what I have. You can go and engage with her. Vanessa Henry, of course, a very big you know, fan favorite of the community here and Ego manifester Engage with the Aura Market. This is Rubina. She's a 2 4 splenic manifestor behind that account. There is Human Design Hypnotherapy, also a manifestor. Or you could even go the non-manifestor path and engage with Amy Ruth HD. Now, Amy Ruth was recently on the podcast a couple of episodes ago. She's a projector mum to a manifestor kid. And she says shares this amazing, direct, really blunt, strong uh, content around manifestor children and how to parent them and how to allow them to be who they are. So you don't even need to engage directly with a manifestor if you don't want to. Just like go somewhere. I just listed, I don't even know how many that was, like 10, 12, 15 places that you can go and interact directly with manifesta stuff and just do the work, do the work to allow it to catalyze in you what it is meant to catalyze in you. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is going to be So powerful for the way that you start to relate to your own initiating energy. This is going to give you permission. It's also going to give you healing. So if that is an area that you have been wanting to move into, you know that you're an initiator. You know that you've got this strength. You know that you've got this power within you and you can do this. You've got this like manifest of radiance about you, but you're really struggling to exist in that place and and to live from that place. Take this challenge. Do this first step. This is going to put you on that pathway. It's going to give you something to, to kind of dig your toes into, right, something to kind of like ugh, grab hold of, some grit to start moving through. And please, please, for the love of all that is manifest holiness, stop demanding that other manifestors be nice. Stop demanding that other manifestors be nice. We're not going to get anywhere if we keep demanding this of each other and and we keep pushing each other back into these conditioned, limited spaces. We don't need to be nice. We do need to be loving, right? We do need to be real. We do need to be authentic. We do need to be in integrity. We do need to be um, building up instead of breaking down. As manifest as we're not here to be destructive. We're not here to be destructive. We're here to create. We're not here to destroy but we don't need to be nice to do that, right? And this is coming from a world-class nice person.
1: <laughs> for those
0: of you who know me, there's very few of you who know me in my real life. but A lot of you have been following my content for a while. You'll know I'm, I'm a nice person. I am. I'm genuinely um, kind. I'm generous, I'm very invested in other people. I have a big, fat, bleeding heart. I mean, I am like a line four through and through. I got a lot of openness in my chart. I feel, I love, I connect. I'm a nice person. But we need to stop this narrative of needing to be the nice, soft, gentle, palatable manifester in our initiating energy. That's not who we are. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this. I feel like I was a lot more coherent this time than I was the last couple of episodes. So thank you for sticking with me through the last couple of episodes while I was on much heavier pain medications. Um, I'm going to see you again in a couple of weeks for another solo episode. Um, But in the meantime, binge listen to our our whole back catalogue. I mean, I think we're at nearly 140 episodes. So there's so much for you to listen to. Go back feel through, you know, what title feels good to you and just pick one and start to listen and and see what goodness it can bring into your life. But as always, thank you so much for your continued support. I absolutely adore you being here. I adore the work that we are doing together, the change that we're creating in ourselves, in each other and in the world. Keep doing what you're doing. And until next time, keep hunting for purpose. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto community until next time please manifestors keep hunting for purpose